Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Hi friend, David here today. And here on the show, we're going to talk about the interesting times we are in. We're going to talk about the latest news. We're going to talk about COVID-19, the coronavirus, and lighting and what you need to do to get the most out of what you've got. So that's what we're all about here today. Um, so just to start off, you know, this, I haven't talked a lot about COVID. I tried not to because honestly, it's everywhere, right? And we're all about sick and tired of hearing of it. <laughs> and, you know, uniquely, um, we're in this time now where, gosh, whew, the event industry is taking some blows. Actually, that's kind of the news I, I want to say today is that, um, you know, this past week, um, as I'm recording this, both the lighting trade show, which is called LDI, usually happens in October or November. This was in October here. Um, that got canceled. And then NAM got canceled, which, uh, if you're not familiar, is the is a big music trade show, um, including lighting. Um, but it's, I mean, it's huge, massive. Um, and it's in January. And um, usually like the second week in January and they've canceled. Okay. So like a lot of us saw LDI coming, right? I mean, that was in October, you know, it's August now. And, you know, we look at where we're at and we're like, okay, you know, we see that canceling. Um, But Nam, you know, I mean, it's a bigger show. So obviously they, you know, they had to choose to cancel, Um, but it's really sad, you know, Um, just the state of the events industry. Gosh, I'm kind of bummed out about it right now. Right. Um, Because I, I, there's two things I see out there. One, is I see, okay, there's not a lot of events happening. Um, not a lot of people are doing lighting right now, um, in the sense, but some people are. And, you know, when I look out there, I, I have a lot of friends in this business. I have a lot of friends in the industry. Um, there's a couple things going on. The first is that, I'm sure, there's no live events happening. There's a lot of live event people without jobs. It's really terrible. It's really hard for people. People are deciding, um, you know, friends of mine, whether they should go into a similar field like landscape lighting or something like that. Um, should they, you know, collect unemployment for a long, for as long as they can? What, you know, everybody's trying to figure out what to do. Um, and there are some people that have also pivoted well and are specializing in, you know, figuring out, okay, how do we do permanent installations, you know, and, and get on with companies that do that and, and work with them. And then I've got other friends who, are focusing on just being live stream help, right? Helping people with live streams, uh, helping people get their lighting and their audio right and their video for for live streams, whether it be churches or whatever. And so I see in this time, uh, there's definitely you know a lot of hurt and a lot of slowdown in the industry, right? There's some people that are doing well though, and uh, the, you know everybody's got to find ways to to pivot to use some skills that they have to find a job in a similar field, etc. Um, for example, actually one thing I've been thinking about is. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, building trades like HVAC, plumbers, etc. Um, at least for a long time, they in the past, you know, many years they haven't had enough people. Um, this is just me bouncing off the wall. And what we do in this industry professionally is not all that far from what they do um, as, a, as a technician. Um, you know, working on this low and high voltage systems, stuff like that. So, anywho, all that to say. <laughs> Today I want to focus and I want to talk about lighting for video, okay? Now I've done this before and I'll do it again, but uh, you know, I, I cover this from time to time. But I think it's especially crucial in, in this time that we're in right now because everybody's, if they're doing live events, there is most likely a video component to those events, right? Whether it be that it's completely live streamed or maybe just that 
most of the audience is live stream or some of the audience is live streamed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, that's what we're seeing really happening. And so today I just want to take a step and, and talk through and give you some thoughts on video because I help a lot of people with their video lighting. That's the first thing is, you know, we get students in the labs. I get people that call me and we do consultations. We work with them. Um, and, you know, I help a lot of people make their lighting look better for video. And to tell you the truth, it's it's one of those things that's actually pretty simple, okay? Doing video, um, doing lighting for video, rather, is not overly complicated. There's really only a, a, a small number of things that you can count on your hand, really four or five things that you really need to pay attention to. And when you get these things right, then the rest of it really works itself out, okay? And so this is really what we got to think about about when we're thinking about lighting for video, okay? It's different in the sense that when we're lighting for a stage, right, the closest audience member may be 10 feet away, maybe further, and the furthest audience member may be hundreds of feet away or more, right, when we're, when we're doing stage lighting. When we introduce video which, I mean, it's been there. Everybody's got a camera phone in their pocket. Um, but when we introduce video now, when we have cameras on a stage, etc., now we're getting both those wide shots, but also up-close shots, okay? And it's those up-close shots that can suffer. I mean, really both can suffer. Uh, and I've seen it from lighting that's not right. And so the first thing that I really advise people to do with everything, whether we're talking about stage lighting or video lighting, is to get some good three-point lighting for every area on stage you wish to light, okay? Now, I've got a video on YouTube called How Do I Create an Awesome Even Wash of Stage Light? We'll link to it in the show notes. I mean, it just walks you through my process. It's not secret. It's the same that a lot of other lighting people use. To make three-point lighting for every place on stage that you want to be lit well. Now, in that video, I talk about different zones on stage. It's about making an even wash all the way across the stage, and that's great if you're lighting, you know, for a church somewhere where somebody's walking across the stage and preaching, uh, if you're lighting for a corporate event, something like that. Uh, when it comes to things like uh, theater and when it comes to, uh, you know, a live music show, a band, or even a worship band that's, um, you know, more modern um, and you have more darkness on the stage, you know, more um, contrast. When we talk about that, it may not necessarily be an even, like, left-to-right, totally even wash of light. But the areas where there are people standing, the areas where we're, we're going to be shooting individuals on that stage, do need to be lit in an equal amount of light, okay? And I walk you through in those videos, basically, how to do that, how to get a nice even wash, because um, ultimately, you know, this is one of the big keys when lighting for video, is that our eyes can deal with and can kind of make it work when lighting is not even on a stage or in a room. Our eyes automatically adjust. They shift through different lighting levels uh, very easily and very regularly. Sorry about bumping my mic stand there. Um, very easily, very, very simply differences in color temperature, which we'll talk about in a little bit, things like that. Our human eye is really great in the sense that it adjusts for that automatically. But here's the funky. Here's the funky, funky, funky part is that um, video cameras are more sensitive. And you might see 
that, um, you know, it, this is the part that weirds me on. I don't totally understand, but it's just one of those facts of life, right? Is that, okay, you know, we're looking at what the video camera's shooting with our eye, but it doesn't, not all that information gets through. And, and, and so um, when we have differences in brightness on stage, what I'm trying to say here is when we have those differences in brightness on stage or something like that, um, then it's much more apparent on video and our eyes looking at it on the screen, there's not enough information there or maybe not enough definition or something um, to where our eyes don't adjust what we see on the screen. Okay. If that makes sense, right? What we see that's been captured on video. So it's important to, to have that consistent, even wash, or at least everywhere that people stand needs to be even for video because the camera just simply does not adjust like our eyes do and people are going to fall into dark spots and it's going to be really, really obvious. So that's, that's the first thing that I tell people to do when they're, they're working with video. I, I walk you through in that video how to do it, but basically, you know, three lights for each position. The two front lights at least need to be the same type of light of the same lensing from about the same distance. Um, and I run you through those angles and everything in, in the video that I talked about on YouTube. Once you have done that, you now, maybe you didn't have good lighting for video before, but now the front light is consistent, right? So we can go ahead and in a camera, you can set your exposure to be manual and you always want to expose manually when, when working with video. Now in live video, if you're working with professionals, there's someone called a shader who does adjust for areas that are brighter and darker on stage. You may or may not have the ability to do this. Um, basically they are constantly adjusting the the manual um, exposure on the camera. But um, if you don't have the ability to have someone shade, then you, you still don't want to put it in automatic mode because here's what happens in automatic mode. Some light, maybe a backlight or something, you know, gets brighter or hits the camera and the camera adjusts to that and it makes everything brighter. And now the, the people's faces look really blown out or too dark or something like that. And so that's why we go ahead with video and once we have that consistent wash of light, especially from the front, that's the most important part, we lock that in to manual exposure on the camera, right? We make it so that that looks great on the camera. And then if things are off in the background or wherever, um, yeah, it won't look right on video, but the presenter is going to look right. So then we'll go to the next step of, of lighting for video and doing a great job with it. And that is color temperature, okay? Now... A lot of people say there's a lot of myths when it comes to lighting for video. Um, a lot of people say, oh, you have to use a high color temperature light, you know, something that looks kind of bluish. Um, you might be familiar with color temperature from like LED bulbs in, you know, Home Depot or Lowe's or something. And, you know, the there's like soft white and, you know, daylight or soft white and warm white rather like tungsten, which is down at like 25, 2700 K. And then there's these daylights, which are like five, 6,000 K. Um, and it's a whole scale of Kelvin, basically Kelvin temperatures between um, those points. And people will tell you that for video, you have to light with a high color temperature. And that's only partially true. Okay. Here's why this matters. You need to, on your stage, for anything that the camera sees, needs to be consistent color temperatures in order to look its best, okay? That doesn't mean it has to be high. That doesn't mean it has to be low because here's the deal. The camera can adjust to any color temperature. It just can't do multiple at the same time. Again, that's one of those things that our eyes adjust to. 
the camera's not going to adjust to it well like our eyes do. So how, in all practicality, how does this work for you? Well, if you've just got a stage with just some tungsten front light, maybe, and you've got lights in the back, but there's no screens visible um, from anywhere the camera's going to shoot, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, then, you know, why, then it doesn't matter what color temperature your front light's at. You can set the camera to that. You're good. It's, we most see color temperature issues when we have screens on stage, whether that be an a, uh, a TV, whether that be an LED screen, whether that be a projection. Because now we've introduced a source that is a different color temperature from our lighting, potentially. And when that's the case, you may have, say you have a warm white, you know, a tungsten on your people on stage, okay? I love how that looks to the eye. I think it looks um, really natural. But behind them, there's a screen that's a very cool white, very blue. If you adjust to the person flesh, which is a good idea, right? To the front light, you do your white balance for that. Then what's going to happen is the screen behind them, the colors on it, the whites, everything is going to be shifted blue. Okay. Similarly, if we adjust to the screen and we make that white true white, then the people are going to look really orange. Okay. And this is where you need to gel those lights or get a light that preferably that has the native color temperature that you're looking for, um, because that's going to look the best. Now, with that said, you know, in backlight and, and stuff, you can use a lower color temperature unit as an effect, and then it looks real orange and cool. Um, but that's a little bit outside of what I was talking about there. <laughs> so color temperature is the next thing. You really need it to be consistent across the stage with anything the camera's going to see. But of course, like any rule, you can break it from time to time when you need to, uh, you know, when, when you want to make a cool, interesting effect. Okay, but be aware of that, especially if like, so say you've got a screen with an image from the camera on it, and that's viewable from the stage. Again, that's weird. And, you know, it doesn't always happen. But but even if there's a slide on it, that's then going to be projected on a projector um, on the outsides of the stage. When you go through and you now have that looking a little bit blue because your color temperature is off, and then you project that from a projector that's a little bit blue, um, it can start to look really funky fast. And so once you've kind of dialed in color temperature, uh, the next thing you want to do is is just really think about your color quality, okay? Um, really with lighting for video, evenness and color temperature are the big ones. Um, but as an aside, you know, I was talking about... Um, changing your color temperature, um, it's always going to be best instead of gelling lights to get a different light in there that natively has the color temperature that you want, right? To have an LED or something that makes the actual color temperature that you're going for. That's always the best solution. Not always possible. Um, and so my general rule is, you know, color correct to a point, but I don't like doing more than like a half step of color correction as they call it, um, in video lighting on lights in any direction because it generally doesn't look well. But my rule of thumb there is, you know, do people look human and do colors look right? And if people look reasonably human on the stage, both to your eye and to the camera, and, uh, you know, colors look right, then, you know, you're probably fine on color quality. Now, the last step, the third step to making great video lighting, see, I told you this isn't that difficult, is you really need to balance, okay? So balance is the, the last big key because... We've talked about, okay, we've got our light consistent side to side on the stage. You know, it's nice and even. 
we've got the color temperature deal figured out. Um, so those are nice and consistent. But now we want to just be consistent between different things that the camera sees. We want to have a consistent brightness there. Okay, so what does that look like? Um, well, what that looks like is if you've got some LED lights behind on your back wall or something like that, you've got to pay attention to how those look on the camera and keep those to a similar brightness uh, to what your front wash is in order for the best look, okay? Um, so anywhere on stage that there's light, it, for the camera, it needs to be a consistent brightness. Now, this means that LED lights on the ground that are pointing up on the back wall, even though they look great in person, they're often going to blow out, okay? That's one thing that I see a lot. If you can get those hung in the air, it's going to look a lot better. If you can get like a psych-type light, oh, that's C-Y-C, psych, um, that's how you spell that, and get that a little further away from the wall and make it more even, you're going to get rid of that hot spot. It's going to look a lot better. Also, if you've got lights like that um, that are down at the uh, bottom of the stage, you know, pointing up, and your front light also hits that back wall down at the bottom, that's going to make a really, really big hot spot in that area where both lights are lighting it, okay? Um, and it's it's going to look really blown out on the camera. So that's, that's something you really want to look out for uh, because it can look real bad on camera even though it looks perfectly fine in person, right? Um, and, and you want to balance this stuff out. And the best way to do this, really, especially with LEDs, you know, every color is going to be different brightness um, when you mix it in your console. The best way to do this is just really to get in front of your camera, start experimenting. Um, you can also find with LEDs, just a little bonus tip here, that um, colors can blow out. If you have a color that's too saturated, try making it a little less saturated, a little more kind of pastel. And that can often help you as well. So, guys, with that, those are kind of just three tips I have for making great video lighting. I hope you enjoyed this. And, and if you did, uh, head over to LearnStageLighting.com. Grab a free guide to begin with lighting. It's what we're here for. We're here to help you. And gosh, you know, I know things are crazy with COVID. You might, um, maybe you're in the church and you're working with lighting. Or maybe you're in, you know, pretty much any other type of lighting and you're not doing anything right now. Uh, you know, I know things are tough. Things are crazy. A lot of people aren't thinking about lighting right now, but now's a great time to learn. So if, if you need anything, you know, you know where to find me. We're here at Learn Stage Lighting in the labs, other places, and uh, we'll keep punching out great stuff for you guys, even in this slower time. So hope you're having a great day. Hope this uh, helps you. And uh, gosh, we're going to keep working through this. We're going to keep moving. And, uh, you know, Hopefully in 10 years, we look back and say, wow, that was hard, but we made it through and everything was good. So keep hanging in there. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next show.